You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Monique Savage from Adrian, Michigan. Monique is a lifetime member of the NAACP, 100 Women of Lenaway, Board of Directors for Adrian District Library, as well as a member and an ordained minister of Christ Temple Ministries International for 40 years. Monique was an instructor, counselor, and then director of counseling services at Adrian College for 35 years. Thank you, Monique, for being on Faith City Outreach to share how the Lord has blessed you immensely to be the recipient of the sixth all-time Lifetime Achievement Award, which you received last month at Adrian College during the annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration. Yes. Monique, please share your Jesus story so our listeners can hear your testimony. You know, the Lord has been in my life, um, all of my life, of course. Um, my parents were uh, ministers and we were in the church. Uh, but as I grew older, my faith grew deeper, and my challenges grew wider, and he kept meeting those challenges every single time. And so when I would to give up, either somebody uh, of faith would come by and, and just hold me up on the side, or I could hear his voice calling me. I am just excited to be uh, a Christian and be saved and in the presence of the Lord. In your biography, I read that you were raised on a small farm in southwestern Michigan. And like you said, you were raised with two brothers by your by your mother and stepfather, who were both ministers and were involved in the church and in the community. You yes. attended several one-room, several houses, schoolhouses, yes. until yes. you entered the ninth grade. And then you and your brother were among the few students of color in the school. And in, in that atmosphere, you learned to love the Lord and to stand firm in your identity. What were some of your thoughts back then, and, uh, and when know, did the Lord encourage you to help others in the community? At, at the time when I was in high school, it was because there were some uh, conflicts that would come up. It was just the testimony that I used to sustain me, that this is, you know, the Lord's will, and I would just give a scripture rather than get into a conflict. Um, And my parents taught me about the strength of my identity and to stand in my identity uh, as a child of God, as a, a sturdy black person, as someone who loves their community. And so that's the way I was raised. It was just imbued in me. Uh, My mother, her brothers and sisters, they were all activists in the community, as small as it was. I want the listeners to know that I met Monique when I was attending Vienna Heights University back in early uh, 1990s. And I remember, Monique, you were always so compassionate, generous, and you were such a great listener. And 
It doesn't surprise me to know that you have greatly impacted the Lenawee County community in Adrian, Michigan. It, Monique, it, it you is. have impacted all the communities that you lived in, especially the Lenawee County community. I read that now many of the women you have influenced are now doctors, lawyers, businesswomen, community organizers, etc. When you received the Lifetime Achievement Award for the time last month at Adrian College during the annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration, what were your first thoughts? I was, it's strange, I felt embarrassed as if I had been just uncovered, you know, because I, most of my work, I try not to, you know, it's it's between me and the Lord, and so I, to, to have that, you know, 300 people um, standing there and, and cheering me on, it, it was first kind of uncomfortable, and then it got pretty exciting that this is where the Lord has brought me. I am standing in this place because I dared to do his will. Amen. And were any of the people that you mentored in the past there to see yes, you there receive were probably this award? 14, yeah, there was probably 14 or 15 uh, people there that I mentored that were in in the audience. Plus and what were their reactions? You know, they were standing. It was overwhelming. <laughs> they were standing <laughs> on their feet. They were whistling. They were waving. <laughs> they were saying, that's my girl. You know, it was incredible. It, you know, the uh, the mistress, mistress of ceremony lost control of the crowd um, because it, it was just really thrilling. Was it an emotional experience? It was a very deeply, I, I don't often show my emotions, and so it was a deeply moving, affirming words. It's hard to, to find the words to say how. And I and I was excited, you know. I was excited, mm-hmm. and I don't often get excited. I usually just, you know, this is done. I'm now the next thing that the Lord has at hand for me to do, and I just kind of keep moving. And this was a time to relax and enjoy um, and know that um, it was genuine. And in your opinion, do you think that this generation is greatly serving the the community like it was in the past or has the interest decreased? I think it has changed, Marina. I don't think it's really decreased, but it's different. Um, you know, there's still movements, there's still marches in town, there's still all of those kinds of things, but it's more um, people getting on boards, people being in city hall, people in positions uh where change can happen. Um, so one of the things that later on I think you're going to ask me about where I am now, and one of the places I am now is that the Lord has on my heart to promote uh, young adults so that they can step, because we're getting to that place where we're going to be stepping out of these positions, so that they'll be prepared uh, to step into and to step beyond the things that we have done. But I I do continue to hear people with concern and people with interest and people that are active in the church, in the community, in both, uh, in state government. It's exciting still. And do you think that it's more the younger generation being um, involved, or is it the middle age? I think it's the younger generation. There seems to be a gap. Well, 
you know, middle-aged people are pretty much still engaged in raising their families, taking care of their elders, you know, all of those things that um, use their time and energy. And uh, younger adults are taking up the banner and getting excited and, and sometimes missing the mark and sometimes hitting the mark, but being engaged uh, in a way that is very sincere. What do you think Dr. Martin Luther King would say about this generation? I think he would be hopeful. I think he would have been a little disappointed with the, the generation just ahead of them, but this generation seems to have caught a spark. Um, you know, if they're talking and organizing in Adrian, it must be happening all around. I, I think he would be um, sometimes, I don't know, but I know that he would be pleased that the, not to be quaint, but that the dream continue, that they have their own dream but it's for the same purpose. Does that make sense? Yes, and you know, I'm curious to find out, too, if the younger generation even knows about him because I know I have heard from school districts that some don't even really incorporate him in the uh, social studies curriculum or I know. or even discuss it very much. And And what little they did has been in some places taken out. So it's pretty exactly. scary. Yeah. Exactly. Come, I have hope. This is something traditional we have done. Actually, I've been a part of most of my whole life. But uh, February is Black History Month. And several churches have big Black History Month programs in which they have young, especially younger kids doing speeches from King and others mm-hmm. um, talking about the march. We show the film Eyes on the Prize. Um so it's a big thing still in our community. So that's coming up this Sunday, so I'm excited about that. But, that's you know, true. I grew up knowing about black history because my family taught it to me, and mm-hmm. we're, we're having to go back to that. We're having to go back to talking about it as a family and our, our memory, because our memory is so precious. We can't lose you know, there were people who were on the front line and they didn't even realize it, you know. It's interesting. What has the Lord placed in your heart to do this year? I know you mentioned a little bit about promoting young adults. Yeah, that's a, that's a big part of where I am right now. And it's not just promoting them, like making sure they're in the spaces and places where they can be seen and, and their talents can be recognized and uh, grow but also to to deal with my contemporaries because we have a vision of how it should be, how it has been, that's the way it's always been, and to to open up spaces where the same vision exists, but it's different because their life experience is different. You know, I can't hardly use my telephone, let alone all the wonderful things they can do in terms of communication. So opening up my contemporaries' eyes to, yes, let's give them a chance, let's put them in this position, let's help not let us put them in this position, let their talents move them into a place where they can be seen and heard and they can grow. And being open to new ways of doing. Absolutely, um, yes. Of community work and creating change. Yes, and and if we do it the same way we've been doing it, it's dying, you know? And so we have to embrace where we are now as a people, um, as a community, as the church, um, and make sure that we're listening to the needs of generations coming behind us. So speaking of the needs of the, this new upcoming generation. Do you know what topics they're discussing? Well, they're, they're 
we're discussing mainly in my uh, sphere issues of equity, um, issues of access. You know, when we talk about, I had this eye-opening conversation with a group just last week about the fact that we have this King dinner every year and it's big and it's beautiful. And they brought to my attention the fact that wheelchair users can barely get there. And if they're there, they have to sit on the outside, uh, not outside, but on the edges uh, of the room. Um, And that's something we have to think about and talk about. And it's going to cause, you know, some dissension, but we have to change. Access is important. And how about identity? Are they also talking about identity? Yeah, they talk a lot about identity. They move through who they are, um, and it is it is sometimes a, a larger subject, a larger topic. It depends on who the leaders in the group are, but um, it, it it is a part of the overall discussion of diversity. And are you able to witness to them? I witness to them, and I support them because God has called me to love them, yes. to witness to them and to love them and make sure they're safe, to make sure they're protected, make sure their rights are safeguarded, and to witness to them. So they know who I am. You know what I mean? They know who I am. And sometimes they'll just not say something. You know, they'll kind of look at me and and clam up. But what I want them to know is the love of God is there for them, all over them. And I will always stand between them and anyone who tries to harm them or take away their rights. That's wonderful. And I know who who you are too, Monique. <laughs> because you, you also extended that compassion and always being so, um, just having a, being a great listener to me. And I remember you taking me out to dinner when I was a student at yes. Santa Heights University yes. and how we just had really good talks and talks. how you yeah, made me feel did. special. So I can just imagine how you made them feel. <laughs> I hope so, because I believe that it's part of my call. You know, I am an evangelist in our church, and usually that means you go out and you go from, you know, churches. My evangelism is reaching out to desperate and um, marginalized people and entering into their lives and making sure their needs are met and that holiness is a part of everything that I do. In Colossians 3.23, it says that whatever you do, work from mm-hmm. the soul as for the mm-hmm. Lord and not for men. Yes. It and seems like you've been doing this all your life. It feels like it. I hope I have. I mean, I haven't always hit the mark. I haven't always uh, done all that I should do, perhaps. But it is a guiding kind of um, post for me. Uh, and, and every now and then I have to check myself and see where I am and that I'm not into Monique because it's not about Monique at all. Uh, and to make sure it is for the people and it is to the glory of God. Would you end this interview by giving some encouragement or biblical advice or wisdom to this generation? What I would say, if I were to quote a scripture, it would be Proverbs 3 and 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. I say that for several reasons. One, it hangs on the wall in my kitchen, and so I see it just about every day. I don't read it every day, but, I, you know, it's a part of my being. And it held, it was in my mother's kitchen. And so all of my life that's been in my kind of view, um, didn't read it every day. I actually, it was probably before I, when I was sitting there re- eating my Cheerios and, and just sort of looking at it before I could read But it is important, it is critically important that we put God first, that we understand that we can do nothing on our own, only through Christ who strengthens us. 
And if we're not listening, if we're not paying attention, if we're getting caught up in ourselves, all kinds of things that the enemy brings to us, and and I'm no exception, but we have to be vigilant with ourselves and each other, and we have to be open to our brothers and sisters who help to, us to make those little corrections that sometimes we need to make in our work with God, in our walk with God, both work and walk. Thank you so much, Monique, for being on Faith City Outreach to share everything the Lord has been doing in your life and how you have impacted the Lenawee County community in Adrian, Michigan. And congratulations again for receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award for the sixth time last month at Adrian College during the annual Martin Luther King celebration. Thank you for listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria where all the nations praise the Lord with Christian international music and radio programs. For more information about our radio ministry, please go to globalgospelworshipradio.org. And now we'd like to bless you with this scripture from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.